It's time for the Greens Release Podcast with your host and the creator of Greens Release, Janet Green. Each week, Janet explains how your past and present provide a unique opportunity to rewrite your future. Stay tuned to hear a relaxing compliment to the life-altering materials in the Greens Release workbooks. This podcast is brought to you by GreensRelease.com. We're often the first to blame ourselves for not coping as well as we think we should, or for becoming overwhelmed instead of being tough during difficult situations. The thing we need to understand is that what we're feeling and experiencing is our brain's automatic response to an emergency. It's called out the troops, fight and flight response adrenaline and self-protection systems, all the while searching frantically for answers and being bombarded with emotions. Our minds are naturally upset. When we appreciate this fact, we can go beyond our need for self-condemnation and take positive action to help our mind rebalance and calm down. So, when you start beating yourself up for having a bad day, feeling sad or emotional when you think you should be over it or doing better by now, stop and think about the following and then you may decide to be kind to yourself because you really have been through a lot. The rug has been pulled out from underneath you. This loss is not normal. Therefore, our mind security of what is normal in our lives has gone. All that we've taken for granted, known and believed up to this point is then questioned. We also have no frame of reference to help us know what to do or how to get through the trauma of losing a loved one. There's no comfort level in our mind and we no longer know that everything will be alright with our lives, our children and our place in the world. For example, we no longer know that the world is safe, that life will continue as we know it, that our loved ones will be with us tomorrow. Gone are the normal, everyday activities and routine that included our loved one. Action Mode The first thing our mind activates in an emergency is the fight and flight response, sending adrenaline surging through our veins to stimulate our ability to think, act and react. This energy keeps you going day after day, and your mind on high alert. For example, what needs to be done? Who needs to be taken care of? Who needs protecting? Or what situation needs to be attended to? It's just like when a mother goes into action to protect her children. Your mind goes into overdrive. 
the mind that assumes its frame of reference has been lost goes into overdrive, frantically searching its memory banks and racing around trying to figure out how to make everything right again from the perspective of this emergency. For example, your mind is constantly thinking about anything and everything in an attempt to figure it out. Remember that our minds think that we have to find the answers and be in control, and are afraid that if we don't take care of every minute detail, something else will go horribly wrong. The mind overlooks what was previously known and instead questions and investigates everything as it now thinks that nothing can be taken for granted. The ordinary, mundane event becomes an insurmountable problem as the mind checks and double-checks to see if it's safe and become part of a new frame of reference that it assumes needs to be created. For example, you visited your accountant and bank just a few weeks ago to do your end-of-year taxes without a worry in the world. But now, after losing a loved one, just the mere thought of having to undertake any of these same business sends your mind into total overload. Worry. Life no longer feels safe. And your mind no longer has anything to refer to in order to do its job of keeping you and your loved ones safe. Therefore, Worry becomes your mind's self-protection method of keeping you alert and on guard since it now has to re-evaluate what is in fact safe. You may find yourself worrying about everything that you previously took for granted. For example, what will happen next? Will my children or my family and I be safe? Anxiety when we do not feel safe and know that everything will be all right, we naturally become anxious and fearful. The more we worry, the more reason for anxiety we create in our mind and experience it in our daily life. It then becomes a cycle of feeling anxious or fearful and retreating from the situation to find comfort which increases our base anxiety levels. This cycle is known to trigger long-term anxiety and panic attacks if not addressed. For example, when something happened in relation to the kids after the loss of their father, I thought I'd die from the stress of dealing with one or more situation. I knew they were hurting, acting out their grief, but I was trying to stay sane dealing with my grief while trying to help them. Any other concerns in my life at that time paled in comparison to what was happening with my children. For example, I was out and became so stressed and anxious that I left and came home early, retreating from the cause of anxiety. Next time I was going out, I felt anxious beforehand and decided not to go at all. Gradually, I began to feel more anxious generally, 
without doing anything. So I isolated myself more and more as home was seen as the safe place. Stress With so much going on inside our mind, emotionally in response to our devastating loss, not to mention trying to complete tasks, the funeral, organising a new job, the kids for example, and providing for normal life necessities. It would be unusual if we weren't overwhelmed by stress. For example, of course you feel it, but you're in that constant stress mode and it feels like there's nothing you can do to alleviate it. It makes you feel sick to your stomach, you can't sleep, so you awake at 3am thinking about it. Thinking about it even gets to the point where you cringe when the phone rings, wondering what will happen next. Past grief While you may not feel this initial overwhelming stage of grief now, often it's still with you. The coping techniques that your mind took on at the time of your loss are the ones you still use, even if they no longer serve you well. If you became anxious and fearful of life after your loss, that became a part of you and is still your way of life. For example, if you became a worrier after a loss, you probably still worry. You still carry all this incredible experience within, the emotions, overload and the stress. What to do? In the case of new grief, realising this can help you not become so overwhelmed and not beat yourself up. The Silencing the Mind Chatter chapter in our workbook, Heal Your Pain, Releasing the Emotions of Grief and Loss, will help your mind ground and come back to itself again. You'll find simple activities to take care of mind chatter, such as doing tasks the easy way, dividing tasks into manageable to-do categories, and silencing nuisance mind chatter at will. You'll learn how to recognise valid things to worry about and how to resolve those issues so you no longer need to worry. In the case of older grief, realising what you and your mind went through gives you a whole new appreciation for yourself and your strength. It will also highlight some emotions that are still buried within you to release. During the Silencing the Mind Chatter chapter in our workbook, Heal Your Pain, you will retrain your mind to become rational and calm again. Now that you understand why your mind is going crazy with thoughts, worry, stress, etc., and you can appreciate why you feel overwhelmed, you can look at it rationally and take action to calm down your mind.